0: I-V-M. on this episode of Paisa Vesa, my special guest Deepak Shonoi founder and CEO of Capital Mind talks to me about active investing versus passive investing hot debate globally Deepak is going to talk about the same topic with an Indian perspective stay tuned for that Folks, welcome to Pesa Vesa. I'm your host Anupam Gupta, B50 on Twitter. We are continuing our Bangalore special all the way from the residence Studios at Bangalore. I have with me Deepak Shanoy, founder of Capital Mind. We just finished a long format uh, where we spoke about a lot of things. We spoke about Deepak as an entrepreneur, as an investor, his take on the markets. This is our typical episode where we're going to talk about specific topics. Okay, so... Capital Mind is all about active investing. So, Deepak, welcome back to the show. Let's get into this. This whole active investing versus passive investing. Sara, ETF is all about the world. Here's Capital Mind whose tagline says active investing. Okay. Let's talk about this. Active. First, of course, please tell our viewers. Okay. Some of which I, in fact, didn't know what is passive for quite some time. What is passive investing? What is active investing? What is this debate about? Please.
1: So, um, you know, Anupam, the interesting thing about Debates is you always have data that supports both sides. Active investing is essentially where you're actively making decisions to invest in markets on a regular basis. And this uh, may not happen like on an every day, every hour, every minute basis, but at some point you're responsible for making the investment decisions that will make you money, whether this is by buying stocks and bonds yourself. Mm. Uh, That's one layer of active active investing. Another layer of active investing is uh, choosing which mutual funds you're going to buy and you can be as active as you like in in that uh, frame as well. In a mutual fund scenario, if you are just to do an SIP in one fund and kind of stay with it for a long time, you are now a passive investor because you're not making any investing decisions. You're just saying, I'm giving you money, do whatever you want. They're doing whatever they want and you're kind of uh, going to look at the results What? time. An ETF is also an example which is an index because even there, the investment manager himself does not make any decisions. Mm -hmm. He just buys stocks in an index. The index is decided according to some fixed criteria. And uh, a lot of times because everybody buys money into the same ETFs, the same ETFs put money into the same stocks who then rise in price. And they obviously become the highest market cap uh, Mm -hmm. companies. And then more people invest money in the same thing. And so it's kind of like a positive feedback loop. We just don't know how this is going to uh, play on the other side. But what I feel is, in the last 10 years, we did a lot of analysis. When markets are valued cheaply, it actually makes sense to do a broad market approach. Mm -hmm. Buy your ETFs, buy whatever you like. And, you know, when, when the market's in the doldrums. You will actually find that uh, large caps do almost as well as mid caps, which do almost as well as small caps. Mm. When markets are at highs, or you know, in the in the upper end of the uh, equation, your choices of mid caps or small caps will actually, in the long term, have a much more better uh, uh, return than your larger caps, which typically tend to be much more highly valued in a, in a bull market. Now, mm. uh, I say this as general because as much as I've tested, we don't have too many 10-year periods in India to test. Mm. But for what it's worth, this kind of equation even works in the U.S., where uh, the mid-cap universe is slightly bigger. I've just narrowed down to about 150 to 200 stocks called mid-caps, 150 to 200 stocks called small-caps. So our tests actually reveal that. So an active investor would actually go in and say, listen, I will actually go and choose those stocks. I will find those stocks. I will Mm. buy them. I might use an active investing strategy. Mm. That strategy may say, I will buy a portfolio of 10 such stocks. I won't buy a pharma stock. I will buy 10 pharma stocks. Active investing is all about just taking things on your own and making those financial decisions for yourself. Because a passive manager has only one deal. Take your money and deploy it into whatever asset class he's supposed to buy. Mm. You as an individual can choose between asset classes at different points in time. Mm. You want to make space for all of that. The most important part of active investing is just deciding where to put your money and where you want to go. Mm. So I think active, the concept of active is just being more active with your money, Mm. Uh, treating it like uh, uh, a friend who you have to guide because he will come and help you Mm. at a later point in time. So Mm. you need to know where you want to go, how much uh, wealth or what kind of wealth you want to create. And therefore... uh, Track your progress and see if you're doing the right thing over time. This is still your job. Mm -hmm. No fund manager is going to do this for you. Mm -hmm. Some advisors may say they will do it for Mm -hmm. you, but in the end, it's your responsibility. We we just say that be more involved actively in this process. Mm -hmm. Uh, In the end, if you choose that uh, I will use a passive instrument like an ETF, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: you're still an active investor who made that choice.
0: Okay, folks, I'm just going to translate a little bit of that for you. An ETF is an exchange traded fund, uh, which tracks an index. Okay, that's like saying that instead of buying Reliance, TCS and HDFC Bank, you're actually buying the entire Nifty. Okay, that's so an index is like you the Nifty is an index, the BankX is is an index. So there are a lot of index. Indices which are built by companies which trade on the markets and exchange union fund essentially just buys the same set of stocks. So, when Deepak was saying ETF, he meant exchange union fund. You know, what's the difference between an ETF and an, and an index fund? So, is the index mutual
1: fund in India, there is a difference in the US, uh, there's a much more technical difference. Hmm. Uh, in India, the only difference is in an ETF, you can buy it in market hours, different prices. Hmm. Hmm. The price is real time, they can go up and down according to the market. Like today, the market is falling. Hmm. If I were to own a mutual fund, I could sell it only at the end of the day's net asset value that mm. means whatever if the market tanks another 10% from here mm. then I'm going to get the 10% lower number mm. the ETF allows me to sell in the market at the current price so mm. if it falls another 10% from here I won't see that remaining 10% fall mm. I would have sold at today's price right now so mm. the, the ETF is just traded on the exchange okay the index fund is just the same thing which yeah. buys which sets or buys the same kind of stocks yeah. there are small other technical differences sure, sure. That's but okay. yeah. that's not relevant
0: you tell me one thing Um. From whatever I read, whatever I hear in the papers, I think there's enough data to support it. Also, that over the last I think three five years, large cap funds just haven't managed to give any alpha. Okay, that's one aspect. Okay, let's uh, let's keep that there. And then you've got a beautiful index called the Nifty Next Fifty, which I think would have probably beaten a lot of mutual funds, actively managed funds over the last whatever I think five ten years. I think Vashista has the details on that. He had posted it on Twitter also. What is the deal out here? I mean, why is this happening? I mean, if this is the case, I'll just put 50% of my funds into a Nifty ETF, 50% of my funds in Nifty Next ETF. I'm paying close to nothing. I'm 0.51% and I'm happy in life. What's happening out here? Is there something that we're missing?
1: No, actually, you're right. Because even I thought, you know, for the most part, mutual funds were beating indexes.
0: Mm.
1: I did a recent uh, back test and I found that The large cap funds, the funds that are now mandated by SEBI to invest at least 80% of their corpus Mm. in only the top 100 stocks. Mm. So, their universe is limited. These funds have struggled to beat the combination that you just talked about, 50% 50, 50% next 50, Mm. on a five-year return basis. Mm. So, if I took a five-year return today Mm. versus... Uh, that means I invested five years ago and got out today yes. in the two options. One is 50% NFT and 50% next 50 yeah. or in a large cap mutual fund. Mm. Most 99% I think almost all uh, large cap funds have underperformed the combination wow. on a five year perspective today. Yeah. But today is one day.
0: Yeah.
1: Let me say six months ago, if I took the same five year return, yeah. would they have beaten? The answer is yes. Yeah. One year ago, they would have beaten. Mm. Uh, and I'm talking of a five-year return.
0: Mm-hmm, Two mm-hmm. years
1: ago, they would have beaten. Mm. And even three years ago, they would have beaten. So for three years, you're having a long-term underperformance of large cap funds versus an index fund combination. Right. And I'm not talking half a percent or 1%. Yeah. I'm talking about as much as 4% are underperformance Ouch. per year. Okay. This can, I mean, this is an absolute term. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But in general, this is not something to scoff at. Okay. And I feel that in the longer term, hmm. uh, the large cap funds will struggle. But the same test. Now, see, you don't have mid cap funds to yes. invest in, yeah. so you can only do Nifty and Nifty Next Fifty.
0: That's right. Yeah.
1: So, assuming that you took Nifty and Next Fifty as one combination, and then a mid cap fund as hmm. another combination, the mid cap funds have beaten the index. Now, I say you might say to me, Deepak, why don't you look at the mid cap index? Yeah. I said, invest kahan karoge? Kaan <laughs> IDF?" There's there is is no the
0: mid cap ETF. There if is there no isn't, cap. then let's stop talking about no, it. Until okay. There is. okay, folks, just to be technically correct there are a few there yes. there are a few mid cap ETFs but uh we're talking size, liquidity, AUMs. If you look at the Nifty ETF managed by SBI, it's the largest in India. It's the largest mutual fund in India is the SBI uh, Nifty ETF. It's got tons it's got a yeah that's a large number. Whereas my guess is the largest mid cap ETF, I think the Moti M100 or something of that sort, is what? It's not 100, even 100? Not even 100. So that's what Deepak is saying that where are the mid cap ETFs? Where are the small cap ETFs? Please.
1: You can't really go in size in the mid cap ETF. Yeah, so yeah. It be, therefore, I feel it's not useful to compare them. When they become of big size, hmm. we will talk. Hmm. But, um, and uh, in many cases that I have tested, the hmm. mid cap ETFs have been beaten by the mid cap mutual funds. Hmm. Uh, part of that is because the ETFs currently have a lopsided cost structure. Now, when your EUM is only seventy crores, yeah, that's... you can't afford to charge only zero point one percent. You have to charge one one point five percent because you've got to pay the salary of somebody and uh, all the people that go around creating the mutual fund and so on. So, you've, your 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 problem really is uh, uh, size. When mm-hmm. they become much bigger, they might actually be more attractive. But right now, they're not. Mm-hmm. So there's a dichotomy. The mid-caps are beating, the large-caps are not. Mm. Maybe tomorrow the mid-caps will also not. Mm. But we haven't come to that point yet. It's useless to predict mm. that they will. Mm. In the large-caps, I can see why. Mm. the reasons. Because hundreds of people cover large-caps. Everybody wants to buy large-caps. Mm. Uh, most, 90%, uh, sorry, 85% of all mutual fund investments in India are in large-cap funds. Mm. Or uh, multi-cap funds, which are mostly large-cap. Sure, sure. So, of the money that's sitting in India, uh, Mm. Indian mutual funds, will go to large caps only. That's Mm. the top 100 stocks. Mm. Uh, FIIs, they don't want to buy mid-cap and small-cap stocks. so They Mm. will buy large caps. Mm. There are, uh, uh, you know, places like Vanguard, MSCI Index, they're again large caps. The ETFs abroad are are, are large cap Mm. uh, that that invest in India. And then you've got the, um, you know, the, Direct investors in the large cap companies yeah, yeah. like PMSs or from AIFs, they also invest in the large cap. So when so much money is chasing a very small set of stocks, mm-hmm. you don't have an edge. Yeah, yeah. Whereas yeah. the mid caps and small caps, the manager may still have an edge. And I believe that edge will continue until the market matures to a point where the mid-caps also get overwhelmed. Mm. We are very far away from that. We take about five, six years. So I feel uh, mid-caps and small-caps continue to be active Mm. as an investor. And Mm. that's where the most money is, in my opinion. If I look at stocks that made 10 times in 10 years, Mm. in the last 10 years, uh, out of about 43 stocks that are today of any reasonable size, Mm only five came from large caps. That means wow. they were large caps. One of them was Maruti, by the way. Yeah, yeah. They were uh, large caps when they started. Uh-huh. They are still large caps today.
0: Uh-huh.
1: The remaining stocks yeah. were either mid, small or micro caps. Mm. And I'm saying all of them have grown to become large caps or mid caps <laughs> today. I and mean, yeah. they're, they're, they're big enough today to be considered. So when you have only uh, 3% or I maybe mean only about uh, 10% of your stocks coming from a large caps, when you invested 10 years ago, <laughs> And we've done this test of whether it's 2018 you mm. end up with or 2017, 16, 15. Large caps are not a great choice to have mm. in your portfolio mm. when the markets are at a high. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. When the markets are low, they mm. are they mm. are a great choice to have because I think they come into much more reasonable valuation. So today we are at that stage again. I think we uh, uh, it would be a mistake to say that active investing should be shunned mm. uh, because the data actually tells us that it's time to be get active, mm. uh, especially because you will find bargains only in stocks, mm. uh, which are unlikely to be the part of the crowd.
0: Okay. So, mm. The, the, the um, related question to this is how much of performance is worth paying for, right? Because this entire debate of active versus passive has an entire grounding in the payment that I as an investor make for this performance. And therefore, if I'm not getting any alpha, then why are you fees? Okay, and this entire thing about regular, direct and all that. So, what's your take on that? How much, you know, is performance really worth paying? Has the mutual fund industry got in too much in the last few years and where is this going forward?
1: So I think um, mutual fund fees themselves have been evolving.
0: Mm.
1: They've come down a little bit from the times of 2007. They've been increasing in the last two or three months maybe. But um, I think there are two kinds of people. One is a person who does not have the discipline, who would be happy to pay 1% just to get disciplined in terms of investing. Mm. And these people do it. They pay two percent or one percent by direct or regular funds on a regular basis. they just they're just happy that, that money is getting invested. Mm, mm. The one percent is a small price to pay for discipline. Mm. Uh, it's like saying if you if a person uh, comes and helps you um, I don't know, save a medical bill of one lakh rupees. Mm would you not pay him a thousand rupees a month?
0: Hardly anything. It's
1: not a big yeah, deal, yeah, right? So, course, if yeah. to save yourself from a heart attack, you'll pay yeah. a gym trainer five thousand rupees yeah. a month yeah. because yeah. a heart attack costs you five lakhs. Yeah. I mean, just looking financially now, yeah. apart from the health aspects of it. But, if at the same time you do this for your financial health, you're, mm. you're in a similar phase where you're saying oh, I'm paying one percent for the discipline mm. because I'm not disciplined mm. enough to work myself. Second is the guy who looks for performance. Mm. I suggest to all these people that invest in everything mm. because you can see relative performance on a multi-year basis and then just keep giving more money to the guy who's performing the best, whether it's a mutual fund whose performance is evaluated after his fees Mm. or an index fund. Again, who's got lower fees, therefore his performance should be better or it's your own direct investments. So whoever does better, it's like, you know, you, if you own, um, you know, uh, multiple cars, Mm you'll drive all of them, yeah. but you'll drive the one that drives the best, yeah, yeah, the yeah, most. Yeah. So you, you know, your, your uh, attitude towards investing should be like, I have multiple, mm. uh, don't never call them children. You're yeah. not married to them. They yeah. don't love you back. Yeah. And no, no investment will. You it's like a, You're like, going to sell them. you sell them. You never will <laughs> sell them. So they're not your children. Uh. They are not people you nurture and give <laughs> equal, equal weightage to everybody. Uh. It's very straightforward. It's a capitalistic world. Mm. Perform and you'll get more money. Mm. Uh, that should be your attitude as an investor. Okay. Um, I won't say 1% is bad, 2% is good. Sure. But it applies to you as an investor, whether you want to pay it or not.
0: Okay. Last question for this uh, for this part, for someone who's just starting off, uh, what would your advice be between active and passive? I mean, how this is a guy, you know, who really doesn't have time in life, salaried guy, 9 to 8 or whatever, 10 to 10 kind of jobs. He just wants to start whatever an SIP or whatever it is. What What would you, Tell him about active versus passive. So, actually,
1: what I would do today is to say for large caps, take about 60% of your exposure through mm. this Nifty 50 and Nifty Next 50.
0: Mm. So, number one, have an asset allocation. Let's say whatever, 60%, 60% large caps,
1: 40%? No problem. Okay. So, 40% remaining, you can do a bunch of things. Okay. Whether you want to put uh, some money. I mean, think of it as if, listen, I have 10,000 rupees. Mm. 6,000 rupees are going to go straight to my large cap exposure. Mm-hmm. And because I feel that the Nifty nifty next 50 combination is better, I'm going to do that mm-hmm. right now. The next part of this equation mm-hmm. is uh, about the remaining 4,000. Okay. I say that 4,000 should go into more risky stuff. So you okay. put your mid-cap fund one month, another month you put it into a small-cap fund. Sure. The third time you buy, let's say, a U.S. NASDAQ fund, which Correct. is investing in the U.S., yeah. spread that out into riskier investments which you... Feel are not, you know, so 60% is relatively in larger caps in India Mm. and 40% is in these companies. Mm. Do this for a year Mm. and then sit back and look at what you've done Mm. and what's worked and what's Mm. not worked. Mm. Again, like I said, whatever's not worked or has been a complete failure because maybe they've underperformed their indexes and so on. Get Mm. rid of those, clean it up and then start giving more money to the ones that have Mm and over time you will build yourself a very decent portfolio it doesn't take a lot of rocket science it's yeah. just like one day in a year mm. that you have to do this yeah. and one day in a month that you have to invest yeah.
0: and you learn a lot
1: and you learn yeah.
0: great that's a wrap on the first, uh, of our, the first part of our series with Deepak Shanoy of Capital Mind uh, the theme of the series is active equity investing this episode was on active versus passive the next episode is going to be on portfolio management schemes or as we call it PMS so stay tuned for that